Hi, everyone. Welcome to the When People Awaken podcast. And before we jump into the land acknowledgement, I first wanted to make a special announcement. The podcast is having our very first event on Saturday, July 8th from 1 to 3 p.m. It'll be at the Dream Maker um, and it will be called Awaken, a yoga and sound bath journey where Titus will facilitate an awakening and earth-centered yoga flow for all levels. And I will be facilitating an extended Savasana sound bath. And the last 30 minutes or so, we are going to have some discussions, some group shares about some of the themes that have been shared on the podcast. So it should be a really fun, great time to meet us if you haven't met us in person and to experience both of our offerings in one setting in one day. So um, there'll be a link to register down below the description box. Um, and you can always email the podcast at whenpeopleawakenpod at gmail.com if you have any questions or reach out to us on social media. So we're excited for that. And let's move into the land acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we reside on the original land of the Cherokee, Chickasaw, Yuchi, and Shawnee people. We honor these indigenous ancestors as the original caretakers of this land. We also honor ancestors of African descent whose forced labor built our city. We give gratitude to the earth elements, the land, the local waters, the air and the fire for sustaining human life. And we encourage you to visit native-land.ca to deepen your own relationship to the original inhabitants of the land in which you reside. Thanks and let's jump in. Okay, so I have an unpleasant experience with my mother, like right before I came here today. So I have no idea if this will make it into this episode or not. <laughs> but I came downstairs, took something out of the freezer to leave out to make for dinner later. Hmm? And my mom was like, what are you doing? I told her, you know, I'm just leaving this out to make for dinner. And she goes, well, I just went to the store. I just bought another, like a, a fresh version of whatever that was. She was like, you don't have to leave it out just use what I just bought. So I was like, okay, where is it? She told me it was in these bags. And I was like, oh, I'll help you unpack them. Okay. She flipped the fuck out on me. Oh, she yeah. was like, I don't need any help. She was like, she just snapped for no reason. And then, so whenever she, <laughs> she was like, I can do it all. I can, I don't need anyone to help me. Like, no. And so I was like, okay, I don't understand why you're triggered by me trying to help you unpack groceries. Like that's bananas to me. Um, so I was like, I have to go. So I, <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, I didn't even say that. I just walked out and went for a walk. Um, thankfully, there are a lot of bunnies and stuff like walking. Um, There's the been so many of them. Yeah, they're everywhere. So many of them. Little baby ones, too. So yeah. I feel like they've uh, been birthed recently mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thankful for that. And then I came here. But um, yeah, like whenever this happens... Like, I have an argument slash uh, contentious uh, conversation or something. I flip out. Like, not flip out as in, like, get hysterical. But I just, like, I want to do something really drastic. And for me, what that always comes back down to is, like, I just want to get a job. Get, like, a (laughs) nine-to-five. And just be on my own again. (laughs) Like, I was for, like, 11 years prior to this. Um... 
and just be separate from everything and everyone, like go in my like work void mode, mm. come home, mm. um, and just not deal with stuff. Mm. That's that's always like the, the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's never like, okay, let me process this situation mm-hmm. and like come back to my grounded place. Mm-hmm. It's like, I gotta snap and do something drastic. Mm-hmm. And it's something that like, I know is wrong. That's not how we deal with life. I have all these tools to process emotions. I know my mother's issues are issues I shouldn't make my own. Like it's just, my mind wants to just be like, the way out is like to do something drastic. It's, I don't know what that is. Or the way out is to protect yourself. Yeah, protect my energy. Um, something which, like that. Which is, which is a, I think a very naturally human thing. Yeah. A very, uh, what's the word, survival. Yeah. Kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like the body and mind are two things that are earth-based. Yeah. That are going to aim to survive and to keep themselves going. Yeah. And anything that um, uh, is, is, is contrary to that, yeah, they will respond uh-huh. in a way that says, I'm going to stay alive. I'm going to stay at peace. I'm going to I'm going to stay safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As opposed to the element of spirit that says. Mm-hmm. So to respond to that in kind, mm-hmm. not situation per se, but situation that I've occurred in the probably past three or four days. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I um reason why I found yoga and breath years ago was I had uh, I had anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to find a tool, like you said, that would aid in me being less anxious, one, being more present, mm-hmm. two, and um, letting it be a natural thing to do. Because yeah. I've, for years, similar to you, in this instance at least, would be in an anxious environment, and my response wasn't, wasn't to escape or leave, it would be to stutter, and to talk really quickly, mm-hmm. And to lose my lose my flow yeah. and connection to myself, mm-hmm. I would stay in it though. Mm-hmm. I would just get really, really agitated and really get hot and yeah. you know. Yeah. But I would stay in it though. So after finding mindfulness about six or so, seven years ago or so, I found that I found breath. I reconnected it to yoga. Yeah. I began to use that tool of breath more often, mm-hmm. and recently. In the past three to four days or so, and then over the course of maybe three or four months here and there, I felt myself forgetting those tools. Yeah, <laughs> you get caught up in the moment. In the moment, in the role. Yeah. Both of um, relationship with the person. Yeah. Mom, dad, person, partner, whatever it is, and in role as healer. Mm-hmm. As a sound healer, as a yoga instructor, like mm-hmm. you're in this place, so you, mm-hmm. you here, here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta be, yeah. And we forget, like you mentioned yourself and myself as well. I have some tools. Yeah, <laughs> I have some tools. Yeah. And the best time to use them is right now. Yeah, because I don't know how it works for you, but for me, it's like I think in the moment something happens and then because anger will be triggered too Mm -hmm. that takes you away from access to your higher self Mm -hmm. where you were like 
if you had access to that part of you, you would be like, okay, let me use my tools. Like, right. it'd be a very calm, grounded right. decision. Right. But when certain emotions come up in the moment, you, you're just separate from any kind of, like... So let me, let me tell you this then. Yeah. I'm proud of you yeah. for leaving. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's really, really good. Yeah. Like, to have not let that anger express itself in the moment mm-hmm. in a possible violent way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the one of the one of the, one of the yoga principles is is ahimsa, nonviolence, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And that spans a variety of things, mm-hmm. not just punching somebody in the face, mm-hmm. but also speaking harmfully yeah. to someone. Yeah, like that could ha- that could have happened. Yeah, and you chose to step out mm-hmm. and reground mm-hmm. and center yourself mm-hmm. with the walk in nature. Yeah, I really like that principle. Talks about violence is not just something physical, like mm-hmm. physical violence, mm-hmm. because I think. It's really about the impact to the body is what it's getting at. If yes, Shalisa, yes. <laughs> if it feels violent, then it's violence. Mm-hmm. Like I remember back when um, a lot of the protests were happening, mm-hmm. there was these signs that people had that said poverty is violence because mm-hmm. of, I think they're getting at like when your needs aren't met or yeah. you know you have these physical needs yeah. that society doesn't want to help you to meet for whatever reason. That is violence. It's mm-hmm. a form of violence because of the impact on your physical body mm-hmm. that, that takes. Even though it's not a direct like punch to the face, it's still violent. So to add to that, something that I've kind of narrated around this term nonviolence, mm-hmm. anything that does not, or anything that limits, constrains, or prevents life's progress. Say it again. Anything that limits, prevents, or constrains life's progress. That's violence. Wow. It's it it, it 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 might be minimized by some to who hear it, but I really believe that life is meant to develop and progress. Mm-hmm. Expression is important. Mm-hmm. Me learning new things, growing in new ways, my body being being being, being life fulfilling mm-hmm. and in a way that life can grow mm-hmm. properly, anything that prevents that process mm-hmm. is violence. Yeah. To me. Yeah. To me. That makes sense. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, do I have like a way I would describe it or, you know, some variation of that, Mm -hmm. what violence is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's really just about needs that aren't met for some reason. Yeah. That's violent to me. Yeah. Because it's going back to kind of what you said, like if it prevents me from thriving in any kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 And life itself progresses itself mm-hmm. like nature will seek life mm-hmm. our bodies seek life yeah our bodies want to cleanse they want to grow we shed skin every however many days we, 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 we become something new mm-hmm. every month or so right yeah society ego mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason prevents that natural process yeah and if and when this intellect, <laughs> this divider becomes too um, hands-on mm-hmm. in the process of life, it becomes stagnant. Mm-hmm. It yeah. becomes suppressed. Mm-hmm. It becomes minimized. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. I'm also thinking that like any kind of trauma-inducing situation mm-hmm. is violence. As someone who has not just PTSD, this isn't talked about a lot, but there's also complex PTSD or CPTSD, mm. 
which for me, it got completely undiagnosed. I was diagnosed with PTSD after I was asked mm -hmm. or after I asked the psychiatrist I was seeing to um, do with some sort of like clinical investigation of whether I had it. Mm -hmm. And then I found out on a meme on Instagram. On a meme? Yeah, not from the doctor, not from Western medicine. I had to go to Instagram. So wait a minute. Are you saying that there's value in the matrix? There's value in the, <laughs> the infographics on Instagram. Yes. Absolutely. The educational part of it. Yes. Yeah. Because that's how I found out I actually have CPTSD and not just PTSD. Okay. Um, but yeah, like any sort of trauma inducing situation is absolutely violent to the body. And I mean, that 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 is a definition of what trauma is. I mean, yeah. tra tra trauma is violence mm -hmm. to the system. Trauma is my 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 living and my current state of being my my ability to um um uh choose mm -hmm. my safety yeah. has been taken from me yeah yeah that survivalism mindset yeah. is really what it's about and it's like the, your ability to digest or process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's happening to you because you're maybe frozen yep. or maybe you were told that your body made you feel like you had to flee or yep. you know there's all those different trauma yep. responses all of those um, yeah, it's just any, anything that's just harmful to you. Harmful. Yeah. Harm. When harm is done to you. Harm. And all those like stress hormones start flooding your body. So, so that, that also then goes back to, to something that I read a couple days ago about stress. Yeah. And the para and sympathetic nervous systems mm -hmm. in the body. The parasympathetic nervous system, when it's activated, that's of course the rest and relax, mm -hmm. I believe. Sympathetic is fight and fight and mm -hmm. fight fear yeah. or freeze. Yeah. When you're in that actively stressful environment, mm -hmm. either by accident, by circumstance, or by choice, which happens often, yeah. and then by learned habit from choosing often, mm -hmm. our bodies become violent to the life process. Yeah. Our intestines don't move. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Things on the inside of our bodies, as we choose to hold stress to hold anger, mm -hmm. to hold fear. We are being violent to ourselves. Oh yeah, I remember when I was having like a really bad PTSD and um, panic attack flare-ups. Yeah. I had all time, all types of like GI distress that had mm -hmm. never happened mm -hmm. before in my life. Like I had new allergies to food. New allergies. Yeah. New allergies mm -hmm. because of your stress. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't, they put me actually on the AIP diet, which is the anti-inflammatory protocol. Which basically means you can eat like broccoli and air. Like there's, <laughs> there's like ten things you can eat on that diet, and it's like a couple different types of meat, maybe some brown rice for like a grain, and then like half a cup of broccoli. Um, I think asparagus was on there, but there's even certain vegetables you can't eat because you need to. Um, carbs are associated with inflammation. So you're saying that stress is a major factor in our unbalanced um, diet and. Um, uh, uh, what I want to use. Well, for me, they were trying to control the stress through diet, through this very restrictive diet. Break that down for me a little more? Yeah, so like carbs, carby vegetables even, can cause inflammation in the, in the gut, and that creates even more stress in your body. And sure. I was already like highly stressed out. Sure. So um, they were like, well, let's try to reduce as much as this is possible mm. by like making you eat nothing, basically. <laughs> Instead of saying, fix your stress. Yeah, it was, like it was a nightmare trying to get wow. through 
to the medical system. Wow. Well, they, you know my story. Like, I finally gave up on that and right. then found my sound healer right. um, in California. And then I was off of all my meds in four months. And you were good. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there was still some residual stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Things that I healed by myself after that four months. So what do you yeah. think about the word homeostasis? I feel that that is a level of balance and peace and harmony within the body when I hear that word. And do you think the society seeks homeostasis? <laughs> we didn't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to uh, the Dominant Narratives episode. You know the answer to that. <laughs> Man. <laughs> they seek, how can I screw you over, screw your mind over, so I can sell you something to make you think there's something to fix within you? How can I just take your mind? Yeah. I mean, e- e- even not even sell you anything. Just sell you the fact that you need to be on this screen. More. Oh yeah, like look at the influencer space. Yeah, these people. There's an influencer I saw on YouTube. I, I won't say her name, and I don't actually remember it. But she, I got onto her channel because she was talking about spirituality. Okay. But then it's like she had this other side of her that had to fulfill influencer obligations, I guess. And it was like you know taking these superposed pictures in front of the skyscape skyscrapers in Dubai, and, you know, very just like fake, forced, artificial content um and i think that kind of goes into what you were just saying about how it's like forcing somebody to be in front of a camera for Mm. a particular Mm. i don't know profit gain or just to have a bunch of followers or Mm. whatever it is i I hadn't thought that but i see that as well Mm -hmm. but it was like it kind of felt weird to me because she had these two sides one was spiritual and i agree with a lot of the spiritual Mm -hmm. stuff she was saying and there's the other side I hate it that was the influencer. So let me ask you this. And I, 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 one of my guys that I follow on Instagram, um, he's a very grounded yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. History, philosophy, all things. He mentioned in one video a while ago that there's a place for people who are spiritual in the... Um, not just matrix per se, but with the current tools and with the current the way that society is accessing information yeah we shouldn't step away from because it is so largely negatively used we should or shouldn't we shouldn't step away from it because it's largely negative because it is largely negatively used it still is a tool Mm -hmm. that we as those who are aiming to raise the consciousness Mm -hmm should still um, interact with mm-hmm. in a very truthful way. Yeah. In a very honest way. Mm-hmm. In a very authentic way mm-hmm. that doesn't take us from the fact of who we are mm-hmm. and how we are yeah. and why we are. Yeah, I feel like... Does that make sense? No, that makes sense because it, it kind of makes me think about when we both tried watching a little bit of news, which mm-hmm. is not... <laughs> In our, you know, daily lives, really. But how I had to be, like... I had to open a window, burn the Palo Santo, like, call upon the the support of the... Like, I had to do all these things in order to, like, tolerate the news. But when I did them, though... Like, I could tolerate 13 minutes of the news, you okay. know? Like, because I brought in my practices. Sure. Or, you know, my, my skill set, my, my tools or whatever. To engage with something media-based, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Yep. 
it helped a lot. It helped. And I could not do it without those things, I don't think. And so, 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 to, so to give a bit of a reference point then for those individuals who are oftentimes either by nature, by circumstance, or by choice, mm-hmm. immersed in, in media, you chose to do what just now? What do you mean? To, 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 to experience it, you chose to open the window. Yeah. Several things. Yeah. Open a window, burn the Palo Santo, called upon spiritual support from like ancestors and my higher self. So when, 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 when we, as both you and I and our audience and the world, find ourselves in situations that are media heavy mm-hmm. or um, um, the word low vibration has become a kind of buzzword yeah. recently yeah. in a negative way, mm-hmm. but low vibe content. Mm-hmm. Palo Santo, getting in nature, yeah. resetting your system yeah. are ways to come back from that. Yeah. I remember um, the last time I was in an airport, because airports get me like very overstimulated, mm-hmm. make my nervous system kind of charge up in a mm-hmm. way that feels uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, if I'm in an airport, listening to recordings of myself playing Native American flute, because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that will calm me down mm-hmm. in those kind of environments. Mm-hmm. Like You have to... I think people go into our space, like maybe a yoga class or a sound bath or things like it. You're like, okay, this is the break from everything. Yeah. But we've talked about this before, like taking pieces of it and Take bringing it bringing it, it into it your them. life. Yeah. And that's just like a practical example of yeah. how I do that. And then to, 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 my, to my thing from earlier, taking my breath with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about... So, so it's earlier today, I was at, at, at the tire shop and I felt myself talking over my words. Mm-hmm. And I remembered, okay, Titus, breathe. Mm-hmm. And I began to make a promise to myself where before as many moments of conversation I'm going to have in the world per day, remember, Titus, take three breaths. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds simple, but it really isn't. Yeah. To remember it for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the value of what can happen when I do that is, is astronomical. Yeah, I, and I think that's important too because like we've talked about before, society is set up to sort of separate you from your authentic self. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten used to what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And so this As concept, normal. yeah, this concept of like bringing in a tool to come back to myself is new to us right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a new way yeah. of being is to like be authentic. <laughs> and then that, and then that, that those things must be extraneous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I right? agree. Mm-hmm. I, no, mm-hmm. there are, there are simple ways within Technology, mm-hmm. your recording of yourself. Yeah. My breath. Yeah. Being mindful. Yeah. Stepping back for 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Be in the space. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And I don't know. I think the, the, one of the other reasons why we're so used to not having to do something to emotionally process and come back to self is we were raised this way. Like we saw parents that would get mm, mad yeah. and they would just stay mad and just yeah. repress their anger. <laughs> You know? Yes. Or like they would, I don't know, they just do all these things and they're just like, well, I'm just this way. I'm not going to like come back to self. I'm not going to, you know, call upon support from anything. I'm not going to burn any Palo Santo and like, you know. Yeah, no practice is given. Yeah. And Nothing so. was told or reflected in, our, in our, our parents. Right. Yeah. So we just took that on and now we're. This, in this is normal. We're in this phase now where we're like, oh, that's unhealthy. That's causing like cancer and shit. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I think, where was it? 
that I heard at some conference where they were talking about worrying about other people's views of you is a spiritual cause of cancer. Mm. It's an energetic cause of cancer. It's a clot. Yeah. It clots. It's a, a stiffness, a, yeah. a clue that kind of hooks you on wow. to worry. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, so it's new, so we shouldn't beat ourselves up about also that this like, let's give us give yourself a grace mm-hmm. which also is a concept that isn't often conversed about yeah like, practically experiencing grace yeah i know for I, I know for me at least grace has been very um uh, cornered to the christian space and just religious space mm-hmm. and grace oftentimes um is 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 is, 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 is um distance from because grace may oftentimes mean I'm giving someone a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just when, yeah, you know yeah. letting them get by. Yeah. But if we have the mindset of if grace is given in compassion and community, mm-hmm. that person's life has the potential to shift up. Mm-hmm. Grace isn't a free pass to yeah. just keep doing. Grace is okay. I see you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna not come down on you. But let's talk about this. Yeah. Grace shouldn't be just given and then let go and then move on. No, grace is, okay, let me, let us, mm-hmm. let us discuss. Yeah. Um, that's a good point, I think, too, because change is so hard. And so people are just going to be kind of messy with change mm-hmm. and you know struggle a little bit mm-hmm. when it comes to like something like using a new tool to yeah. process an emotion like that's so foreign for a lot of people yeah and so like what you're saying with the grace and um for me i would just say like just be patient with somebody patience you know because change is just so difficult i've been working on like some of the same stuff since i started my spiritual journey like mm-hmm. seven years ago mm-hmm. it's still like it's just so embedded in us i've been I thought about this today and this week. I've been working on perfectionism mm-hmm. and pe- people pleasing. Yeah. And I kind of got over it three years ago, mm-hmm. four years ago, and I was cool. And then now I'm in a new space. And I think not only not only do we work on it for our for all our lives, but we find tools to manage it well. Yeah. At our current place of living. Yeah. And then we our lives upgrade. Yes. Our lives expand. We begin doing more things and t- touch more people. So we can't use those same tools in the same ways. Mm-hmm. We have to now upgrade our tools. Yeah, that's exactly and it. And use our tools in those new ways, not yeah. in the old ways. Yeah. So we're not really like losing anything yeah. or we're not, not doing our best anymore. Yeah. We have to recognize I'm in a new place. Yeah. I must uh, uh, calibrate my tools right. to fit this new place. Yeah. Yeah. When you go up a level, it's like the lessons you have to learn, like you said, are also upgraded. So it's like, you're in a new version of you that has to build a new toolkit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just it. Like, yeah. it's not like, oh my gosh, I didn't learn a lesson per se. You learned it back then. Yeah. Hopefully. If you did, you learned it. If, if, if you learned it. Yeah. Okay. Let's be this new person in this new space, mm-hmm. in this new way, and accept the shifting that has to happen along the way too. Yeah. And I, that's a good point because so often we think, oh, if I just, you know upgraded or got a promotion or moved to somewhere you know in some way changed my life externally yeah externally i would just get rid of whatever problem but it's <laughs> you're just going to manifest the same problems over and over again and then to, to also reframe even that word problem mm-hmm. if we choose to, to make problems of 
pro- if you choose to make problems of points of development, mm-hmm. we'll always be behind the whatever what's the phrase be behind the ball. Yeah, like you have to see it as an opportunity for change, for growth, for development, like you said, mm-hmm. rather than a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole reframing of life. It's a whole reframing. <laughs> Even that we can reframe. Yeah. You can reframe? I can reframe? That's a tool, yeah. I can reframe? Yeah. No, you can't reframe. This is the answer. This is all. We're told. Right. This is, this is it. You have no choice. I do, though. Yeah. Yeah, and stuff we, we knew when we were kids... But because of like the authority dynamic and stuff. At every level. From, yeah. from, from, from mother, father mm-hmm. to uh, uh, community mm-hmm. of, of, of family yeah. to school yeah. to um, um, uh, local inf- interactions in grocery stores and supermarkets. Like you don't change. Yeah. This is, this is how it is. This is the template. This is the blueprint. These are the rules. And if you don't abide by these rules there's some punitive repercussion and so you like you change your whole belief system about life it's the agreements young age. yeah the four agreements you make these agreements yeah, book and then now we're in the space where okay it's like oh i vaguely remember kind of being in that mindset that, yeah that, that more authentic mindset yeah um not to bring it all back right you know that like you said the reframing the changing the shifting yep. has to come in Let's pause and take a deep inhale through the nose, filling up the chest all the way up to the top of the head. Drop your jaw and let it out with a sigh. So it's almost a new month, which means a new sound bath series for the month of June. And in June, we will be exploring voices of the ancestors in which we'll use the sound bath journey as a way to tap into the internal knowledge, the ways, the customs of our ancestors. Um, Every sound bath with me always includes some breath work, quartz crystal alchemy singing bowls, some solar flare gong therapy, chimes, uh, some very sacred Native American flute playing. So if you are interested in how to tap into that internal knowledge and wisdom of your ancestors, this is a great month to come on a Sunday and check it out. Um, There will be links to register down in the description box. And if you have any questions about how a sound bath works or what you need to bring or do, you can email me at portaltojoy at gmail.com. And let's jump back in. this and how it's how, how hilarious it, how hilarious it is how how different you and i are and also how even me with my difference to to to, to your to, to your perspective on um, being in airports yeah has to shift as well okay i love airports i'm not surprised <laughs> <laughs> i love it you hate it <laughs> if you hate it i love it that's how this works and you know why right why what people oh of course people people why are can't... everywhere they're everywhere <laughs> I get to watch and see and observe and notice and gather and understand, or at least learn about them. You like to people watch. Oh, it's my favorite thing to do in the world. You're such a stalker. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, even even something as simple as going to the bookstore. Yeah. The bookstore is a great place to people watch. So I go to a bookstore to read the book titles and browse. I do too. You go to watch the people. I do too. Okay. And also, 
to learn about people. People, pe 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 people, humans are where I thrive. Yeah. I thrive with with learning about differences and the and the, um, the the diversity of and seeing them interact with life. Yeah, like that's oh my god, I love that. That's so interesting. I um I, I studied for a little while mental health and wellness uh -huh. as a grad school uh, course. Uh -huh. I love psychology deeply, yeah. and for a little while, my friend Faith, she's finishing her her, her, her undergrad right now in sociology. Uh -huh. Sociology. If I could say that for for uh, for uh, yeah, sociology, sociology is interesting. Oh my, it is. It is fascinating to you too. Yeah. Okay. It is. it is. Why is it interesting to you too? Because I think there is in sociology. There's also this overlap with people and their interaction with systems, mm. like societal systems. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm more into that. That's what I went to grad school for. Was like kind of studying more of the societal systems okay. and um, more focused on like governmental systems and things. But I like. I'm fascinated by the fact that these systems exist only because we agree to the rules within them. Yeah. They're completely invisible. They're yeah. just these ideas and we just comply with them. That's yeah. really what the system is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's laws that are written down and codified and all that stuff. But even still, it's like written down in a, like some document somewhere. And yet we still bring that law or that policy or that thing into life and choose to comply with it. And choose to comply. Yeah, we, so that we, that's what makes it real, though. Not because it's written down. It's because we choose to, like... There's a, there's a book that I read. I've read now twice that um, I read for a couple of reasons. But part of the book that I read... Part of the book explains how and why there's this mutual agreement of a group of people uh -huh. who then decide... This is what's morally good yeah. and morally bad. Okay. Ethically good, ethically bad. Yeah. And then there has to then become a way of a way of differentiating, a way of responding, uh -huh. and a way of um, uh, some some kind of punitive action mm -hmm. to those persons who, based on our collective agreement, mm -hmm. this is quote unquote good or bad. Yeah. If someone acts contrary to that. Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. Right? Right. The book is um, Mere Christianity okay. by C.S. Lewis. Okay. Great book. Cool. That walks you through why God may exist in the Christian sense mm -hmm. from the origin of time. It's a really, really good journey through questioning, okay, society and if there's this outer force, inner force, and not even good or bad or God, just mm -hmm. this, this thing that's out there and then mm -hmm. taking it down, narrowing down to it being a Christian experience or okay. at least a God type thing too. But yeah. my point from that book was again, a group of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, shoot, you and me, mm -hmm. we're a group of people. Yeah. We decide on some rules of engagement, mm -hmm. on some morally, ethically good yes or no. Like, yeah. There's some, <laughs> there's some boundaries that we, yeah. we, that we can decide on. Yeah. Well, I think where it gets interesting for me is when there's a law or policy that we choose to comply with but that law or policy is in some way like not supportive of my highest good, mm. but yet we choose to comply with it anyways, mm. you know? Okay. That's where it gets like really fascinating to me, um, especially as it pertains to um, quote unquote marginalized groups and um, yeah. you know, things like that. Quote unquote, what you mean quote unquote? I don't like the word marginalized. Okay. So I'm, not, I'm not debating that there are marginalized groups. Okay, okay. I don't, okay. I don't like the, the term. <laughs> Terminology. Marginalized. Um, I, I would, of course, also bring into the conversation um, abortion. Mm -hmm. Like, 
There's a rule that says a woman cannot decide what is for her highest good. And then this is where the political system comes in too, which makes it even more fascinating. Because of how the political system or the government is structured, a woman who maybe disagrees with that will still vote for that or vote for a politician who supports that because there's so many other issues to be voting on. And so she's going to pick... You know, maybe mm. this one is a higher priority to me or, yeah. or something. And yeah. so she, you vote against your own interests yeah. with these types of policies. Because of the because of the corporate interest. But yeah, just the system at large um, is not designed for us to maybe choose on an individual basis or individual issues what is best for us. You kind of have to pick this like this list of things. Kind of, uh, I've learned about myself in the past two or three weeks that I'm an, I, I am an, an idealist. Mm-hmm. It's annoying to just own that statement. <laughs> That's good progress. Though. Yeah, it's good progress. It is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And as an idealist, I see, I, I live in hope. Yeah. I live I with, I, I, li- <laughs> I live with, I live with what can happen as available. Yeah. At any point in time. Yeah. With the choice. Yeah. And that has been my detriment in many many, many instances mm-hmm. where my idealism has not it's 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 um, taken taken the reality out of relationships mm-hmm. um, and again to this particular situation talking about how I want life society to be individualized in the group mm-hmm. like I'm talking about this as a grand idea but the reality and the steps to that there's many there's multitude yeah and for society to shift that direction looking at how it is right now mm-hmm. like to, 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 to look for a minute at how the individual exists in the world wide web I yeah I just see I mean, that as a group because there's so many <laughs> you can't really you can't yeah there's no way yeah there is no way mm-hmm. To be an individual, Google. Yeah. Just Google. Yeah. Right? Instagram even. Like you, you, you put in, you see that there's my full name or my first Edward Goodman. Mm-hmm. There are thousands yeah. of that name. Yeah. Thousands. Mm-hmm. If I were to choose instead to live in this place where Edward Goodman, mm-hmm. there may have been two of us. Yeah. I exist yeah. differently fully. Right. Whereas in the, in the world, I'm now, you know, all of all the Davids that exist in the world. Oh my God. <laughs> all, the Ash, all the Ashleys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And to them to that point, when, when there becomes more than two or three Ashleys in a group, they then have to choose what makes them unique. Yeah. To have them stand out. Yeah, right. Ashley last name or long hair Ashley or tall Ashley or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas if there's just enough of us mm-hmm. to be we're all unique enough mm-hmm. when they become too many people when too many people come in it just gets messy man it just gets yeah. messy well I think I don't know I think purpose is like a good time or this is a good time to talk about individual purpose okay because I think like when we talk about individualism a lot of people will jump straight to politics and like a certain political yeah, party yeah. but that's not what we're talking not about at all we're talking about well, and in that context, we just don't want any kind of hindrance upon 
our ability to exist in purpose, to live in purpose. Mm-hmm. That's what my hangup can sometimes be. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Mm-hmm. And so that's the world I want to live in where there people are living their individual purposes in life because that's why we're in bodies. That's why we incarnated in a body was for a particular mission that we want to carry out. So anything that's like limiting me from doing that is a problem in <laughs> my opinion. And also the group is important too, you know? Like we talk about the image of the garden all the time. Mm-hmm. The rosemary has a particular set of qualities. The tulip has a particular set of qualities. And only when they are like individually thriving in their own thing does the garden remain like a, a garden, you know? Mm. Like it's not a beautiful garden if, you know, the tulip's trying to be a rosemary or something. Mm-hmm. That's just like at odds. Mm-hmm. I want one last thing. One last analogy of sorts. I was on Instagram. Yeah. And oh no, on Tumblr, and saw a, a, an, an infograph of how a fo- how a forest develops. Yeah. And to to argue against my point, forest is to an extent like a, a big nation. Yeah. It of is. plants. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of 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 of, of, of natural elements. A forest begins with a few small, low plants. Yeah. And then as that, as those plants begin to grow higher and further and things are brought in and they develop more fully, yeah. it becomes in, you know, like a, a small garden maybe. Mm-hmm. And then that garden expands and I think there were, there were four tiers mm-hmm. from, from, from low to mid to high to then forest. That's the reality of nature yeah. where there's coexistence. Yeah. But even, but even in nature, there isn't a overwhelming of too many things in one place right and if that happens nature does its thing to balance it mm-hmm. yeah you're never like overwhelmed by the beauty never. i mean maybe you're like this is so beautiful i'm amazed by it by that <laughs> but it's not like my nervous system is like you know overactivated <laughs> yeah yeah if, it, if anything i mean of course nature does that nature itself does calm the nervous system yeah by nature yeah because it's nature yeah right exactly what's good little break here to check in and let y'all know about what i do in the city of huntsville so i'm sure you can tell i enjoy holding space for movement for breath for inner work for rest and of course all that encompasses yoga there are a few ways to connect with me in the city um, and online as well I lead classes every week in studios around the city that are a mixture of heated classes, non-heated classes, slow flow classes, and strength-based classes too. I also offer one-on-one sessions that include yoga, meditation, and a unique package of a six-week Healing with Titus course as well. Everything I've said so far can be found either on my website at simiai.com that's S-I-M-I-A-Y-E dot com or on IG, Instagram. My handle is the fourth. T-H-A-F-O-U-R-T-H. With that in mind, I hope that you continue down the path of finding, connecting to, and releasing into your most authentic, true, healed, and conscious self. And I'll see you either online, in studio, and of course, Back on the podcast. Let's hit it.
flew from a candle. Oh, okay, I see. I thought you meant a meal. No, okay. not a meal. From a candle. Okay. Candles, to me, just smell like nature. Yes. Fur. Yeah. Bur- bur- balsam fur. Sandalwood. Sandalwood. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have my home smelling like a meal. <laughs> I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> my taste buds are melting. Yeah, it just makes me hungry. I, I know. I don't want to be hungry just because I want to have their home. Sp- no. Do they, they make like meatloaf scented candles or something? No, Shalisa. When does it smell like a meal to you? But there, there are plenty of candles that exist, and and because I don't buy them, I don't know them all. You're talking about the fruitier ones, the fruity flavors and yeah. stuff. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't like that either. <sighs> Any of the tropical fruity stuff, even if it's in a low can, can't do it. I can't do it. Give me the food. Yeah. Give me the food. Yeah. Let me eat it. Yeah. Yes. I like Dr. Bronner soap, mm. the rose or the lavender, maybe the peppermint. Mm-hmm. And I don't really use scented anything else because okay. it's such an irritant. To it's me. an irritant. Yeah. To your skin or to your experience? Uh, to, like as far as headaches and things. Okay. I don't like it. Yeah. My mom loves those Glade things. Play the plugins. The plugins <laughs> and the um, there's like these fake wax things. And you have to have a specific kind of burner. Mm. Um, but it's awful. Like it's just fake chemicals. Yeah. And they give me a headache too, and she doesn't yeah. care, so she just leaves them on. Yeah. So. I'm, yeah, I'm just not a fan. I can't go to a Bath and Body Works. Like, I'll be 30 feet away and can smell it and be like, I have to turn around. Turn around. <laughs> turn around. <laughs> I do I appreciate the value of what scent does. Like he said, it can be calming. It can yeah. be relaxing. It can call back memories. Da, 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 da. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Of the, the fake. They're very similar, the fake fragrances to, um, like, the fake hormones and stuff they'll put in food too mm. like something about them is very similar feeling to mm-hmm. me um where it's just what's the right word that i'm looking for it's like these energetic invaders is how i um experience them i had to um decide something very very um uncomfortable uh-huh. not uncomfortable per se but just like drastic from my diet yeah. i love jaritos what is that? The drink. It's, a, it's a popular Mexican drink that okay. you get from Mexican restaurants. I looked on the back of the uh, back of the label. There's nothing natural in there at all. Yeah, it's just probably all at all. Oh my god! Are there? I'm sure there's colored dyes in there. Of course. So I watched this amazing TED talk uh-huh. about this woman. She has a PhD in psychiatry. Uh-huh. And her, at five years old, her son started developing symptoms of ADHD. And she was looking for, you know, like natural causes and stuff. And she found that food, that red number 40 Mm -hmm. was linked to ADHD. So she cut out all the red number 40. Oh my goodness. And then at seven years old, and he got better. It's all the good things. Yeah, well, it's okay. This was crazy to me. At seven, he started developing suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. A seven-year-old was talking about he wanted to kill himself. Mm -hmm. She looked for a link to that, and that was linked to yellow number five and six, and maybe a few. There's others. a connection to suicide to the color yellow. So in there foods? is there is something called food dye intolerance. Oh my goodness! And her son had it, but like the Western medical system knows nothing about it, um, and so she was talking they're, about how they're not informed on it. Right, they're not. They're not informed. informed. They aren't. They aren't told. Correct. Because they not. could be told. And maybe they are. They will be, or they maybe are, and I don't know it, but. Um, 
So, so she took out all the dyes. He got, he had to go through the six month, like basically detox process. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she, she remembered that should, if they had taken the route of Western medicine for ADHD and all this stuff, all those meds have food dyes in them. Like if you look mm-hmm. on the back, they do for the kids. For all, for everybody. When like we, even an iron pill oh, has the color stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. These supplements. Oh have. my gosh. So had they gone oh that route, gosh. they would have just made him sicker. Oh my gosh. And the doctors would have had no clue. It's a never-ending cycle. Yeah, it really what is. What the fuck? <laughs> so she started doing all this research on food dye intoler- intolerances in children, and she found that like there's a, over a million children ages six <laughs> to seventeen. Who wow. have this food dye intolerance, and there's they're experiencing ADHD and maybe suicidal ideations and some wow. other things, and people don't even realize it's the food dyes, wow. not just that the kid has ADHD or they're suicidal. Wow. It's it blew my mind. And what's and what's sad and crazy is kids these days don't like fruit, yeah, or real food, yeah, because they've been desensitized, yeah, and super, um, super uh, high. Uh, uh, the word, the word. I don't know it. They've been, they've been overstimulated. Yes. To believe that it must be good only if it tastes like sugar. Yeah. Straight sugar. Yeah. And their brains have been turned off. They've been numbed mm-hmm. to the beautiful deliciousness mm-hmm. of papaya. It's so sad. Of grapes. Yeah. Of watermelon. Yeah. Things that can be consumed in their whole state. That balance the body. Yeah. And uh, that's interesting that she mentioned, what, what was it, brain buzzing, you said? Brain numbing. Brain numbing. Because she, when her son was dealing with the ADHD, and she didn't know that it was ADHD, she would say, son, just focus on your homework. Mm-hmm. Focus on this or that. And he would say, my brain buzzes. I can't. And that was, a, that was a symptom of the, the dyes and the ADHD. His brain buzzes. Yeah. From the food dyes. Because mm-hmm. his body would not break down food dyes. So... Um, his brain would buzz. He was just, always on. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. But she oh took God. him off all of that stuff. He oh went through God. the six-month detox. She said it was like he was withdrawing from drugs. I'm sure. Like he had to sleep a lot more than usual. He had a little bit of a problem like socializing and right. stuff. Um, but it took six months and he got through it and he's fine now. But um, he's, he's balanced now. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know what his diet consists of now, but just getting rid of the food dyes mm-hmm. did a lot for him. So Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. it's pretty crazy, right? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, people need to read their ingredients and and eat real food. And that's the thing. Once you start reading ingredients, you realize anything in a box is <laughs> pretty much like you know. Which kind of leads into just for one last thing I want to say as the podcast ends yeah. or come come to an end. We may discuss this later on on, on the show. Um, Dollar Tree, Dollar Generals. Uh-huh. Stores that sell box foods. Stores that yeah. literally, literally, they, they only have things from the box. Yeah. Nothing else yeah. in the store. Mm-hmm. No no banana. Mm-hmm. I mean, even gas stations have bananas. <laughs> yep. Gas stations have some things. Like they, some they, they do. They, they do. Carrot and hummus. Packages. They got the packages and things. Yeah. They got those. But for the most part, even gas stations, of course, but those certain types of stores. Shoot. I mean, even look at look, look, look at grocery stores. The produce section. Yeah. It's like an eighth of the store. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like look at like this whole sea of shelves <laughs> before you can even like go around to the. Um, to the produce. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. It's true. Yeah. 
Hmm. Well, I think that's it then, right? I think we're done for today, at least. We can go on and on and on. Y'all know this. Bonus content. Mm-hmm. So, well, okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, y'all. Please remember that you can share this episode, download, um, subscribe or follow if you haven't already. Please do. And share. Share. Someone in your life. There's at least 10 people in your life that a point was made that you can share this too. I know it for a fact. That's true. Maybe five. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. Just to get five people who you know (laughs) will say yes, that point. Or yes, change this. Or yes, I want to do this. Or yes, I feel that. Hit that little box in the air on your phone and say share, message, or tweet, or post, or reblog, or whatever. Because the world needs to know and to hear. And I would love for our community to grow too. Yeah, people are going to be busy with all that. (laughs) (laughs) Share it, y'all. Get it out there. Okay, see you in the next episode. Peace. Bye.